Cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Praise God, everybody. Welcome aboard to Speak My Word, where we read from the real Word of God in the English language. I'm talking about none other than the authorized King James Bible. You will find no counterfeit Horton Westcott satanic Bibles on this program. Let those be damned. Okay. If you don't have a King James Bible, I encourage you to get one. You can order them on Amazon. And I'm not talking about the 1611. Nothing wrong with the 1611. But in the subsequent printings, they fix the typeset and update it a few of the spellings they're essentially your modern King James Bible there's no doctrinal difference between the two but um, you speak English and it was good that they updated the typeset and corrected a couple of the spellings praise the Lord we've got it it's, it's good to go King James Bible order it I like the Cambridge they're, ver- they're a very good one there's several uh, publishers that do it. Tom, Thomas, Thompson, Nelson, uh, Cambridge, your best though. And uh, if you don't have one, order it. And in the meantime, you can go online to KingJamesBibleOnline.org. It's one of the many sites that uh, have it right there for you. Okay, we're going to be jumping in. I had to uh, see where we left off. We're going to be picking back up in Exodus. We're going to be on with Exodus 16 today. Let's pray before we get into the Word. Father, Jehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, God, that your Word is forever settled in heaven. I thank you that you're not the author of confusion. That it's not your desire for people to go to church and have 50 different translations. Many of them have missing text and we're trying to study your word and a person's looking in the Bible and they don't even have that scripture because it was taken out in their New Age Illuminati Version Bible. I thank you God that we got the King James. People died for that Bible. To get it to us in our language. I thank you Lord that we have the authentic in our language. It's not locked up in Latin. We don't have to rely on a priest to translate from a dead language. We can read it for ourselves. Put a hunger and a thirst in us all, God, to read your word. Give us a voracious appetite for those that want it in Jesus' name. Bless the program today. We invite the Holy Ghost to come. Holy Ghost of God, we ask you to illuminate the Scripture. Let us not be deceived. 
Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Bless the hearer. Let your word perform what you would have it to do today as it goes out over the airwaves. Let it slice and dice the enemy. The sword of the Lord go forth today in Jesus Christ's name and destroy demonic strongholds in the lives of people that are tuning in and mine too in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Exodus chapter 16. And they took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness and the children of Israel said unto them would to God we had died by the hand of Yehovah in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger they were murmuring and complaining and God heard it God hears you and I when we murmur and complain I've had to repent recently for murmuring and complaining about situations God forgive me we need to thank God for what we have count ourselves blessed could be a lot worse you and I could be Christians struggling to stay alive in North Korea right now trying to worship God in an underground church that in China that could be broken to at any time and you'd be arrested and beaten in jail how would you like to be a Christian in Vietnam right now with a communist country and you can be arrested if you're too high profile or caught preaching the gospel very difficult in Vietnam to minister and in many countries of the world how would you like to be in Mozambique where a few years ago they were arresting Christians crucifying them beheading them burning them alive and yet we murmur and complain we got it good in the west and in much of the world Asia well God had just delivered them with his mighty hand they had been slaves and here are some people well we're hungry at least we had meat back there and bread to the full you brought us out here to kill this whole assembly with hunger then said Yehovah unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them, prove them. God can prove you and I too. Test us is what it means to prove. What is approved? I could approved actually be where you've been tested and you passed and you're approved? That's an interesting thought. That I may prove them 
whether they will walk in my law or no. Now this wasn't going to be a daily mana drop where you collect all you want and then some more than you need and store it up and you would need need the Lord for the ne- the next day. You would need to have any faith. God's going to test them. Not tempt them. Test them. Prove them. Does God prove people today? Of course he does. I'm sure more than once, whether we realize or not, God has put you and I to the test. We want to pass it. We get a failing grade. As someone said, you got to re- repeat. Go around the block again. Go to summer school. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in. And it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Now the reason here is they were going to get a daily allotment, but on the sixth day, what God's going to do, assume that'd be Friday, Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown, uh, is the Sabbath, right? So this would be before the Sabbath. They're going to take twice as much because on the seventh day we're to rest. God created it for man to rest. He put in a break. When you think about it, we ought to be thankful. Otherwise, people could be pushed to work seven days a week. I I chose to work seven days a week, and I did it for two years one time. And you know what? That time just flew by, and I didn't have a break. It will wear on you. It's not the way God intended it. Work seven days a week, yet many people do it. And they push it, and they can suffer in their health and other areas. We're to take a break. That's a commandment. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. God has never rescinded the Sabbath. Now, Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath. And it's not to put you and I in bondage where you just have to sit in the dark, can't cook any food, you can't do anything. No, Jesus Christ, he didn't sit at home. He was out on the Sabbath. His disciples plucked corn as they were going along. They were hungry. They were about the Father's business, though. If you're going to uh, work on the Sabbath, I don't think you're going to have the same blessing as if you would take a break. So I tell Mom and read over here. Don't wash any clothes. We had all week to do it, and you can wait till Saturday night if you want to put some more in there. We're not going to suffer because we didn't wash clothes for one day. Now, we do accumulate a lot of clothes here. I used to be astonished at my brother Damon with five kids and go to his house and there was always a mountain of clothes. It was like, man, what's going on here? And then I I had multiple children myself. And I realized uh, we all go through a lot of clothes, especially these kids. Towels, I go through a fresh towel every day. Before, you know, you might hang it up, but if you hang up a towel here, uh, 
because of the humidity in the air, when you go back to use it again, it smells like mildew. You don't want that smell on you. It smells kind of stinky. So I go through at least one tile a day. We go through many tiles a day. And if you got a worker, if you got an employee, you don't work them on the Sabbath. God said you're to give that day as a day off for any people that work for you, any employees, slaves, animals, beast of burden. Work that you could do another day, you should put off to the next day, not do it on the Sabbath. Now, this is where God instituted it. Instituted it. He was going to see if the children of Israel would trust him and seek him for their daily bread. And again, on the sixth day, they will prepare what they bring in. It will be twice as much, so they'll have something to eat on the Sabbath. I've given the story before, and I could really just wait till we get to the Ten Commandments to tell the story, but I just feel like telling it. When I had a gun store called Mega Man Weaponry, back in North Georgia, in Gainesville, Georgia, it was a great store. Man, I loved it. It was really a hobby. I didn't really make money on it um, like I'd expected, but had a great time, though. And uh, I was proud of it. Typically, your best day is a Saturday. That's the day people have off, and, you know, they may be out shopping on the weekend, go in the mall, whatever. And I told my one employee that I had, Cody, who was an ex-police officer, who's my cousin. I had him run the shop up there. And I said, uh, we're going to be closed on Saturday. It's a Sabbath. And he freaked out. What do you mean? You're crazy. That's our best day. I said, I can't do it. God said, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Now, if it was ministry, it would be different. But it wasn't. It was a commercial business. I said, we're going to be closed on Saturday, but we'll be open on Sunday. Now, some people that don't understand the Sabbath, just like they don't understand the, the uh, that these modern New Age versions are corrupted, that's why they should be getting back to the King James. They might say, well, Sunday's the Sabbath. Well, it's not. Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown is the Sabbath. God's wrecking of time is the evening and the morning were the first day. And Sunday is actually the first day of the week. It's not the first day of the work week. That's Monday. But you go to Israel, and Sunday is the first day of the week. It's always been that way. Sunday is the first day. And it's just like a Monday in America. So there's some people that think they're doing God a service by closing on Sunday. Well, that may be the day you go to church, but that's not the, the Sabbath. So Chick-fil-A, they, they meant well, but they got it wrong. They should be closed on Saturday. They want to close on the Sabbath. At least until sundown. The day you go to church has nothing to do with the Sabbath. If you want to go to church on Sunday, no problem. If you want to go to church on Saturday, no problem. Go to church every day. But the two are are not connected. That's just tradition in the West. 
and really the changing of the times by the Catholic Church. If, if you look at the history back to Constantine, back then they knew what the Sabbath was. The Jews observed the Sabbath. But the Catholic Church, under their Papa, their Pope, and they've got this in the Catholic writings, they asserted Or that uh, that uh, that that the the Pope is the vicar of Christ, is God's man on the earth, and he has the power, they say, to even change times and seasons, change the little word. And so their their mark of ecclesiastical authority, some call it the mark of the beast, but no, it's not the mark of the beast that. Uh, Revelation is talking about uh, was they changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday now I've got a, a very important thing I've got to take care of so mark your place here take a five minute break I apologize and we'll be back in a few minutes and continue okay I apologize I had to uh, take a break and one person dropped off. They couldn't handle the music. I don't blame them. Um, I like the first part of that song, but not the whole melody. I apologize. But I had to take care of an urgent matter. All right. Praise the Lord. We are back. Live here on Speak My Word. Today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. So that long diatribe was um, God means what he says and uh, are we living according to the traditions of men or according to every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God what are we going to do are we going to obey God or not and he's going to prove you and I at various and sundry times in our life to see if we can be trusted to double check our motives just as a school will teach you and then they'll give you a pop quiz or a test I hated those pop quizzes to be honest with you didn't you they give you a midterm a final exam and I think that uh, we've got a special test that we're all going to have to take that are here in these end times. That test is, are we going to be loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ, even to the death? may come to that for many of us. It's already come to that for some in the world. Will you deny Christ? Will you take that mark of the beast to save your life? Or will you say, not me, I will not bow to your mandate. You may burn this body, but I'm not going to burn in hell in the lake of fire forever because I betrayed Christ. Saved my neck. Do you hear me? Are you willing to pass that test? 
Many had been confronted with that reality. So it was the final test. Are you willing to lay your life down for Christ? And those that were, they laid their lives down. And they had a promotion. There were others that couldn't do it and they turned away. There'll be some of these last days that will take the mark of the beast and be damned for eternity. We need to get prepared. Just as you want to prepare for a test, we need to be prepared that come what may, we will not deny Christ. We will not bow to the Antichrist and take his mark. We will say no. We will say no to the mark of the beast. And I still maintain the mark of the beast is going to come in the form of a future vaccination. It's coming. It'll be an injection. And you're going to know it, and I will know it. I don't believe that the mRNA was the mark of the beast, but I believe it was a bioweapon that killed many people. Many people were deceived. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, it's changed somebody's DNA out there. Turn them into a walking hybrid. Best thing you can do if you take it is repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you for being deceived, for not trusting Him, and get some prayer for healing of your body. Because those nanotech robots may be in your bloodstream right now, creating blood clots. Spike proteins, God forbid. This has happened to many. If you took one, stop the insanity. Don't keep taking them again. Do I hear an amen? That's my advice. Say, Lord, forgive me. I will not play the fool next time. Now, some people legitimately didn't know. But when you know the truth, him to knoweth the good and doeth not, him it is a sin. Just saying. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, To those who have supported Omega Man Radio through a letter to my P.O. Box in Vegas, my mother was contacting me. I have her this time processing the mail. And she was going to do a deposit. If you send something there, it could take one to three months before I'm able to get get it processed for you. And we were trying to get a deposit in there so we don't uh, go negative in our war chest. I want to thank those who have supported the program. The best way to do it is PayPal, Zelly, GoFundMe. But... If you don't have any of those options and you want to mail a letter in, that's very much appreciated. It still works. It'll just take a while before I can process it. And this came in at the right time. Uh, We live by faith. It'd be great just to have an endowment. Bam! You had a uh, so much come in, you use it for the year and then next year. No, we live by faith. Just like this daily manna drop. Literally, I know what it's like. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And usually it's enough for today. 
there'll be more needed tomorrow. And we pray the same prayer. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And God will touch somebody. And bam, we'll be able to pay a bill. We can literally uh, know what it's like to live by faith. We're all going to be living by faith before it's over with. As we go into the end times. And we find out venues have been closed. Because we will not take the mark. We will not take the vax. What are you going to do? Look for another option. Maybe some other place you can get into. But there will come a time where we're going to need that daily matter drop from the Lord. And he'll make a way. Or he'll take us home. That's all I can say. Um, but get prepared. You want to pass that test. You want to resolve in your mind now. If it comes to it. And they tell me. I must renounce Christ, or I must bow to the beast and take this mark, or I go to jail, or I lose my job, or uh, I lose my life or my neck. Say, so be it. I must obey God rather than men. You will take this vax or you lose your job. So be it. God will provide another job. I will not bow my knee to Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates. Eugenicist. Ninety seconds. Mass murderers. Miscreants. Comes a time where the line is drawn in the sand. Choose this day whom ye will serve. You want to wait to that time to make that decision. Make it now in Jesus' name. That you're going to serve the Lord Jesus seconds. Christ. Praise the Lord. We're going to continue on Speak My Word. We've got all the time of the world. Just like the song says. Exodus. Then said Yahovah unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they walk in my law or not. God's going to test them. Will they obey him or not? God's going to test you and I sooner or later. Will we obey him or not? And if we're not willing to Ten obey him, seconds. we may miss the promised land. There are some people that are not going to obey him. They're going to fall away, get offended. Where there's a true cost for being a follower of Jesus Christ, you're not a Christian in name only. But to stand for Christ in that time could number you among terrorists. God's going to see if you love Him more than your life. Word of God is very clear He that seeks to save His life will lose it. Jesus says, but he who will lose his life for my sake shall gain it, save it. And it shall come to pass, verse 5, that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. 
And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At evening, then ye shall know that Yahovah hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of Yahovah, for that he heareth your murmurings against Yahovah. And what are we that ye murmur against us? God hears us. He also can read your heart and mind too. You may not say it, but you're thinking it. We got to be careful. So I like Henry Groover's prayer. Lord, forgive me of all my sins back to the very first thought, word, deed, or gesture. A face we made. A movement with our body and expression. You didn't speak it, but a gesture can give it away, the truth. Lord, forgive me. Jesus' name. And Moses said, This shall be when Yahovah shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full. For that Yahovah heareth your murmurings, which he murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against Yahovah. He's saying, you're sitting here and whispering and complaining and blaming us? You're not hurting us. You're hurting yourselves because these murmurings are against the Lord, Yahovah. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before Yahovah, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Yahovah appeared in the cloud. And Yahovah spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even, ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. And ye shall know that I am Yahovah, your God. And it came to pass that at evening time the quills came up and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that was that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. Now what is hoarfrost? Hoarfrost is a type of feathery frost that forms as a result of special climatic conditions. The word hoar, H-O-A-R, comes from Old English and refers to the old age appearance of the frost, the way the ice crystals form. Hoarfrost 
Sometimes you'll have to look up a word. That's okay. We're learning. We're improving over vocabulary. We're getting understanding. You're getting nutritional content when you read the King James Bible. You're getting whole wheat bread. You're not getting that bleached white bread that has no nutritional content. It's been stripped of the vitamins and nutrients and minerals. I was at a grocery store today and uh, I was here to get some olive oil. The type that has a uh, what do you call it? A low uh, burn rate, whatever it's called. Anyway, it's perfect for frying. I like to have some potato chips or french fries. You know, especially if I'm going to eat a, like a tuna sandwich, I like to have some chips to go with it, but sadly, just about all the brands out there, they've got MSG or they're made in hydrogenated oils which are clog your arteries, bring on dementia and Alzheimer's. They say that's the root cause. All these vegetable oils. That's why you want to get olive oil. And I thought, you know, I could buy a bag of chips. It's got all the bad oil. Or Mama Marie knows how to make potato chips. I said, I'm going to get some of that uh, olive oil meant for frying and get her to make some chips. It's very simple. Just have the right slicer and take a potato and skin on or skin off. One person said, I've been peeling potatoes for 60 years. And you know why? Because I left the darn skin on them. But you might like it, skin or skin off. She peels them. And then you chop them, slice them, and throw them in, you know, the oil. I actually first saw that when I was in Cordoba, Veracruz, Mexico. A Mexican lady staying at her house. Her and her family. And she had this uh, little wooden tool. Looked like a cutting board. And built into it were these, was the razors. And she, I saw her and she just take the potato and run it across it, cut off a potato chip. Had all these potato chips ready. Put them in the oil. Bam! Had some potato chips with my fish. It's good stuff. Pretty easy to make potato chips. You have the right tool. So I was in there to get some olive oil. In there, I remember Mama said, um, we need some butter, we're out. So I went over and grabbed some butter. And as I'm walking down the aisle, I saw cornflakes. Now, a lot of the cereals have sugar, and I, of course, avoid that. But I found uh, a particular cornflake. It said, made by Nestle's. It's like golden flakes. And I've looked at the supplementary facts panel, and uh, it only has about two grams of sugar or less than that. But I noticed that um, in addition to having the um, the grain there as a main ingredient, that it has all these minerals put in there. And why do you need to add all these artificial synthetic vitamins back in there. It's because the main source, the grain, has been stripped. And if you've ever seen Stan Johnson Prophecy Club and Joseph's Kitchen, 
and he shows you what a real piece of bread whole grain bread that he makes himself he's got the machine puts in six ingredients all natural cooks it for like three and a half hours and bam huge piece of bread comes comes out and he shows you the store stuff and you you understand that marketers were trying to offer the elite the rich something special and so they came up with white bread it's been stripped of all the nutritional value and it became the fad let's get the white bread cost more that's kind of a mark of our wealth like the insignias on people's jeans remember Jordache jeans and Izod shirts and Gucci this and that well we've got a special bread for the rich white bread and then everybody wanted they want to be just like the, the elite not realizing that it was stripped of all nutritional content and so it's been for over a hundred years, I'm sure. And I think by law they have to add the uh, some of the nutrients back in because it's devoid of anything good for you. Just about all the processed foods now, they've been so processed they have to put these synthetic minerals back in there. Whether or not your body could absorb it is to be debated. And I looked on this cereal box and I saw all these artificial synthetic vitamins and I said well this may be the best of the lot but do I really want my kids eating that and so I passed on it give them something else so it is with these new age bibles they've been stripped of all the spiritual nutrition they've been watered down diluted many of the verses have been stripped away How did I get off on that subject? I've lost my uh, my connector. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. For they wist not what it was. What does the word wist mean? W-I-S-T. They didn't know what it was. They knew. It means knew not. They knew not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which Yahovah hath given you to eat. This is the thing which Yahovah hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. And Omer, for every man, that was a unit of measure. 
according to the number of your persons. So everybody's going to get a ration. You've got five people in your house. Everybody's going to get their ration. An omer for every man. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. A ration for every individual. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. So if an omer was too much, you would just say, hey, I don't need that much. I'll take a smaller ration. But you can have up to an omer, to understand it, per person in your tent. That's how people lived in tents. They knew all about camping. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. In other words, don't store it up. You eat it, and that's it. Don't put it in your refrigerator. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning. And it bred worms and stink. And Moses was wroth with them, he was angry. And they gathered it every morning, and every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Now there's some that have claimed that they have been able to have the blessing to actually taste this manna in modern times. It came down and they collected and they ate it. They even saw a picture of what I think was described as manna one time and They say it kind of tastes like honey. I don't know. Never had manna. Manna is angel food, by the way. It's referred to in the Bible. Who said angels don't eat? But it would melt in the sun. So you were to get it, you are to eat it. Not save it. Not put back some for later. It came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which Jehovah hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto Jehovah. Bake that which he will bake today and seethe that ye will seethe and that which remaineth over and lay up for you to be kept until morning okay would you like to try some of that manna it'd be yummy I'm sure Lord Jesus, help us all. Again, and he said to them, This is that which Jehovah hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto Jehovah. Bake that which he will bake today, and seed that ye will seethe. 
guess cooking, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up until the morning as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today, excuse me, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto Yahovah. Today ye shall not find it in the field. So there was no manna that came down on the Sabbath. So they God rested. He wanted them to rest. He didn't want them to fast. He just said, I'm going to give you a double portion on the sixth day, on the seventh day, you'll have something to eat in the morning. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, it, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day to gather, and they found none. And Yahovah said unto Moses, How long refuse ye? Talking of the people collective, to keep my commandments and my laws. See, for that Yahovah hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go up out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. Okay, here's a better description that I had. It's right from the word. And it was like coriander seed. White. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. There we go. Wafers made with honey. That sounds pretty yummy. And Moses said, This is the thing which Jehovah commandeth. Fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. It had every thing a person needed to sustain them. This wasn't like just eating rice, which is a carbohydrate that much of the world eats, and some of that's their staple food. In Indonesia, there's a saying that says, if you haven't eaten rice, you haven't eaten. So, you know, some of our in-laws came over and we had other things that we'd put on the table that we might eat in the west and that was a meal but they're like where's the rice of course we had rice but that's when they said if you haven't eaten rice you haven't eaten that's a staple here many countries some countries that's all they get in Korea that's pretty much it that's your staple and if you can get anything else to supplement with it you know some veggies or meat which is very scarce sold on the black market if you're a farmer maybe you're able to parcel off some of it that doesn't go to the farming collective well so be it but that's how they live over there and if you're just eating rice with not much nutritional content then especially if it's uh, just white rice well, it can stunt your growth. God wasn't going to stunt the growth. 
this manna was a complete meal as I understand it here had everything they were going to need give them energy protein carbs it was may have been just a, a supernatural food but that we can't comprehend but we, we have a description of it here came from heaven heaven has the best bakery I'm sure and Moses said this is the thing which Jehovah commandeth fill no more of it to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt and as my understanding was they actually had some of this that was put in the Ark of the Covenant later for a memorial. I'd like to have seen it. I wonder if it's in the Ark today. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot, put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it up before Yahovah to be kept for your generations, for decades. As Yahovah commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna till they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan, the land that they are to inhabit. Now, an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. How much is a ephah? <clears throat> it says ephah is an ancient Hebrew unit of dry measure that is used in the Bible. It's the equivalent to about 23 liters or 21 U.S. dry quarts or 3.37 kilograms or 7.51 pounds. It's also equal to one-tenth of a homer or a bath. So, there we are. Uh, Omer is a tenth part of an ephah. Okay, we just read Exodus 16. I sure did take my time on that. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of Yahovah and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt Yahovah. The people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? It was a test right there. They should have learned from the first time. Now, I'm not saying they weren't thirsty and didn't have a right to water, but they murmured and complained the first time. Here they are again. Whereas they, they could have said, well, you know what? We did, we have a legitimate need here. Let's seek the Lord. Lord, just as you gave us manna before, would you give us water? They didn't do that. They just gnashed their teeth on Moses, angry at him. 
And Moses cried unto Jehovah, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And Jehovah said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thy hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee, there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. And there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Now that rock is still there to this day. And you can go and visit it. You have to go to Saudi Arabia, though. And uh, one day, on my bucket list, sooner or later, I'd like to go there and uh, get over there and go to the mountain of God and uh, do a podcast, meet with the Lord, see the horror rock for myself. You can see video of it, but nothing like being there in person, right? And thank God it's open, thanks to the work of President Trump. He opened a lot of doors. Now, goes on to say, and he called the name of the place Massah, Massah, and Meribah, because of the children of the, excuse me, of the chiding of the children of Israel. Chide means scolding or rebuke. They were rebuking Moses, scolding him, angry at him, blaming him. And because they tempted Yahovah, saying, Is Yahovah among us or not? God have mercy. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. You know, as God has given us instructions and we're walking with the Lord, I do believe it will be just like that too. Amalek will come up against us, if you will. Try to thwart us. Try to stop us from inheriting God's promises. These are demonic forces. That's why everybody needs to be engaged in the ministry of deliverance, know how to bind and loose in Jesus' name. And Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let down his hand Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And he took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So as he held up his hands, Israel was winning. 
he let him down, Amalek started to prevail. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. He discomfited. Look it up. Discomfit. Embarrassed them. Thwarted. Uh, beat them. Is what he did. With the edge of the sword. They stopped them. They prevailed. And Yahovah said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Yahovah Nissi. For he said, Because Yahovah has sworn that Yahovah will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. I'm going to stop right there. That's Exodus 16 and 17. That's all we're going to do for today. Father Yahovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. We thank you, God, that we have your word in the English language and other languages as well that has not been stripped of all nutritional content and value, spiritual nutrition that has been watered down, has been picked apart and dissected and made politically correct and parts removed by the enemy. God, we want the whole of your word. Not some bleached white bread version. Thank you for your King James Bible. In Jesus Christ's mighty name and bless King James. Amen. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy Speak my word. Sometimes we get off on a rabbit trail. God bless you all. We're going to be back tomorrow. And we've got a real special treat. We're going to have Dr. Hanson, Joseph Ferrara, and then first-time guest Pastor Louie and Rose Betancourt of Miracle Valley, Arizona. The home of A.A. Allen revivals and um, interestingly enough the uh, remaining property that's available where the uh, church and the buildings that made up uh, Miracle Valley uh, there at uh, base camp of A. Allen revivals is going up for auction in about three weeks and whoever has the winning bid will be in ownership of that property and there are many uh, people that are vying for that if I had the money I'd buy it myself and uh, turn it into a, a base camp for deliverance but uh, we're going to have them on they were uh, stewards of that property for many years and maintained it and through a series of unfortunate circumstances, the uh, Board of Supervisors there grabbed the land, and uh, it's going to be sold off once again. But we're going to have them on. They're precious saints. Uh, they are going to be doing a new work there in Miracle Valley, right across the street 
where there's some property that they have and they're going to be starting a new church here and they are my friends um, I'll be honored to have them on and uh, we'll be talking about that and uh, whatever the Lord would have them to share on tomorrow's program Monday Tommy Hollihan will be back with us Terry Jefferson next week and more I've got Joseph Jasinski booked Hank Groover, Michael Smith Betsy Pelletieri just to name a few that we uh, booked tonight so uh, or today. God bless you all. If you want to contact me, go to OmegaManRadio.com. There is my website, OmegaManRadio.com. If you want to support the ministry, you can certainly do that. Right there, it is much appreciated. God uses many to bring in some daily bread uh, to fuel this mission that we do here called Omega Man Radio. God bless you all. In Jesus' name, amen.